Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Hennessy from Providence, Rhode Island, and y'all now tuned into the Urban Product. Yo, you already know what it is. You're listening to The Urban Product. It's your boy, DME. It's your boy, Cozy Rich. And we have a very special guest in the studio today, hailing all the way from Providence, Rhode Island. I actually think it's the first artist that we have from Rhode Island on the show. Today, we are joined by Hennessy. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great. How are you? I'm doing great also. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I can't complain. You repping the 401 today. Congrats. Welcome on the show. That's the area code? Yes, 401. Word. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. (laughs) (laughs) But welcome. You're joined. This is episode 190 of the Urban Product Season 8. Happy Black History Month for all my people out there. You feel me? First day. First day. What a way to kick shit off. You feel me? What a way to kick shit off. But um, like I said, we are joined by Hennessy. If you're not familiar with her, you will soon within the next hour um I'm not going to go into too many details because that is literally what she is here for. But uh, to say the least, she's an R&B artist um, from Providence, Rhode Island. She uh, released a project literally a few months ago. I want to say it's been a few months now. December. Word. So literally last month. That's how much I've been replaying it. It felt like it's been a few months. (laughs) So she released an EP called Time Revealed. It got some joints on it. I've been running that shit back. We're going to get deep into it. But with with proper tradition, I got to open it up the show with vibes. You feel me? So first song. Let's get into the show. This. Oh, see? I just got right into it. I got to run it back. You feel me? So what you're about to hear right now is the first song off of Hennessy's EP. This track is called Slime. You can find it on all platforms. You feel me? I got to ask her if she got any gang affiliation, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that at one point. But for the next three minutes, go ahead and vibe out. You feel me? All platforms. This nigga said gang affiliation. She's like, Slime. Free YSL, you know me? Shit. Shorty getting Rico's out here. It's crazy. It's my shit, by the way. Choosing me. Only time will tell. Yo, Rich, I don't need that right now, Rich. You and me. Fuck you. I need you all to myself. That was... 
time revealed you feel me project by hennessy intro track is called slime it's on all streaming platforms you can literally find it everywhere you feel me hennessy welcome thank welcome. you for having me i'm excited to be here i'm excited to have you here um you know throughout this show i've had so many hip-hop artists out here and they've all been great but when i get to have the r&b artists in here it hits different it's refreshing <laughs> too you. you feel me it thank hits you, different bro. rich knows i said within the past two years hip-hop's been losing me hip-hop's been losing me you feel me i said yo i feel like lately r&b's been coming a little harder pause if, if applicable i said r&b's <laughs> been going a little crazy within the past few years i feel like shorties are starting to outdo the dudes and now we're at this point where i feel like r&b and hip-hop are just starting to mesh so well where like r&b isn't even like the traditional r&b that it used to be anymore like now r&b got little facets of hip-hop uh, drizzled all over it but I love it because it's still fire to me fire. you feel me but when I have um, literally ever since you had artists like uh, like Bryson and Black really come in and really like start to change how Party Next Door Party Next Door too you feel yeah. me really how when they came in and started to um just change just the different elements within R&B and that started to get mainstreamed around the whole genre. I've been hearing a lot of dope music ever since, bro. And that shit's yeah. fire. And that shit's fire. You definitely fall in that line as well. So that's Thank why you. I was very excited to um, sit down and have that conversation. I was telling my dog earlier how I was put on to you. Um, obviously by the camp. Um, I was put on to you maybe about... I'd say two months ago, but it caught me some time to catch on. Like, I'd see gang posting your Damn, music. Damn, you late. I feel you. Man. I feel you. <laughs> you feel me? I'm, I'm Massachusetts, Rhode Island. It's a, it's a disconnect. And we're going to talk about that, too, because I know Rhode Island's been trying to, you know, get their shine for a little while now. They're sick of being mm. left out of conversations. Yeah, we got our shine. You feel me? Mm. So, um... I saw people sharing your music. I wasn't too familiar until the EP came out, and I had uh, the chance to listen to um, the work as a full body. And that's when I was finally tapped in and invested. And I was like, nah, I got to talk to this woman. I got to get on the show. I got to pick her brain about everything that went into it. And here we are. You feel me? So dope. I want to get into first... Just a little background info on you, you know, um, I'm not too familiar with the scene down in Providence, even though what I do know about it is that the art scene down there is thriving. Yeah, for sure um, it is. The mass art scene has its uh, tribulations, and you know, we say all the time that a lot of the shit's not really supported up over here, but that does, that's like, I feel like it's like the opposite down there. If I'm ever heading into Providence, if I'm visiting some people, I feel like the art scene is kind of what's um, exemplified the most when you go down there. But I want you to just give a little background story, just on the scene and a little bit about yourself. But we can start with the scene. All right. Um, well, first of all, I'm from the south side of Providence. Um, it's the inner city of like Rhode Island. It's the capital. Um, the creative scene is amazing. Like I feel like the way that we support each other is. It's so important to like the way that like mass views us mm. every time i talk to someone from mass they're like yo i love how like y'all support each other and like how y'all root for each other i feel like when one person wins like we all win so i feel like that's why like we just like we genuinely support each other like that's one thing for sure there's no like like fake supporting or like just like someone coming up and, and people are supporting like we genuinely support each other um the party scene we have the best parties in new england like first of all, day parties, night parties, 
um, Stay Silent, then you have like Corv, The Link Up. Um, the music scene's incredible. Like we have artists like Stormforge, she's on the project. She's an amazing um, singer songwriter. She's from Prof, she moved to Atlanta. She works with LVRN. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written for like Summer Walker, um, so many people. Um, we have like the fashion scene, we have like Oliver, we have um, Drew Barr, he designs for Bodega and New Balance. So like whenever you see people with like Bodega collabs with New Balance, like he got them on right now. But like whenever you see someone with a collab, New Balance, Bodega, like that's most likely Drew. Like Drew Barr is fire. Um, other musicians like Nino, he's a rapper, he's a Latin artist. Then you have like Jaleel, he's from Rhode Island. Um, Jake, he's from Rhode Island. Um, Viola Davis is from Rhode Island. Um, and then you have like um, Dr. Luke, he's a producer. Mm-hmm. He's from Rhode Island. So like our, our creative scene is amazing, but I feel like since we're like the smallest state, nobody's really checking for us. They're checking for like Boston because it's like closest and it's like a prominent state. And there hasn't been somebody that's like made it fully out of Rhode Island to like show it. And we got um, um, A-Rap Music, he's a producer as well. Can't forget about A-Rap. Yeah, so it's so many people coming out of coming out of Rhode Island that are extremely talented. And I feel like we're we're literally called the creative capital. Like that's, that's what we're called. We have the number one art school, RISD. So I feel like everything that comes out of Providence, um, well, I'm from Providence, so I don't want to say the whole Rhode Island, but Providence is just like beautiful. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. That's dope, that's fire. Thank you. Facts. And then go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. So first things first, disclaimer, Hennessy is your actual name. Yes, that's my government name. You feel me? That is your government name. Don't attach it with the liquor, please. You feel me? <laughs> Completely your own identity. Yeah. But yeah, give me a little background about yourself. So I'm from Providence, the South Side. Grew up, born and raised. Um, I'm Dominican. Um, I was always into music like as a kid. Grew up like skateboarding, um, poetry. I was always on the block, so I was like an outside kid, like manhunt. Um, I got into music because like my brother, he used to rap when he was in high school. So like my first, I was a rapper first. Like I didn't, like I wasn't, I wasn't like fully into like singing. He was a rapper. Um, I made my first rap song when I was 13. Oh. Dropped it. It was like a, it was. Um, a remix to Can't Let You Go by Fabulous, I did. Um, after that, I like went into like the fashion scene when I like graduated high school. It looked, like worked with, within my community, and then like I fell back into like music. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. Oh, word, word. So you've been doing music for a little bit then. So wait, what made you? What made you want to dip into the R and B scene after you know taking a little break into fashion, but starting off with rapping? Um, fashion. What? What made me go back to music? Yeah, music, and then jump into R and B. Because you said you were rapping oh, before yeah, yeah, you yeah. got into the fashion bag too. So. Um, I feel like when I wanted to do R and B, it was like more like I was doing poetry, so it was like a, a way to like creatively express myself easily. I feel like with rap, it was fun. Like it was cool. Like, it was just something for fun, honestly. Like <laughs> it was really for fun. But like with music, it like with R and B, it was like easier to take seriously and just like write what I'm feeling and like what I'm going through and just like melodies and stuff like that. Rap was just for fun and I feel like it's just always easier to rap to me. Mm. I feel like R and B is is it's way harder to like write a structured song and like 
you got to worry about it making sense throughout the throughout the whole song like i can't start a song talking about one topic and then ending it with another like r&b has to make sense with rap you could rap about a million things so that's where like it's easy to like freestyle with rap but like with with r&b you i make sure like i have to like song like like write my shit so it like makes sense well since you're um since you started off rapping do you find it diff uh more easier to come up with lyrics since I don't know. I feel like when you're songwriting and it's R and B, it might it may be more difficult. It's more difficult. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But when you're rapping, freestyle, and you're just coming up with lyrics off the off the cusp. So if you have that skill, were you able to translate that into the R and B too? Yeah, but it's way it's way like R and B. I'm starting to notice is like I like traditional R and B a lot. Where like like Lucky Day is one of my favorite mm -hmm. artists because the way like his songwriting is structured, like. He has like a, a verse, like a hook, a bridge, like a chorus. Like I'm trying to like, like I like as I grow and like get better into like my artistry, I want to be <clears> on that <throat> level where I can incorporate all that into like one song. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with rapping, it was just like just freestyling. But yeah, yeah, R&B is 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 more of um, what's the word for it? Um, it's more structural, like mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Which you enjoy more? I enjoy more, yeah. You enjoy R and B more. Than I enjoy R and B more than. Okay. Than word, word. I love that. I love that. All right, and do then you, yeah, quick, do you still do you still rap on here and there or? I haven't I haven't rapped in a while. I mean like. Really? Yeah, I haven't. I want I want to I want to incorporate it again, but I just been so in my like R and B bag. That I just haven't just like I ha well no one even like uh, people be sending me trap beats that's one thing like no one sends me a, like a rap beat like one eight hundred slide that was the first song I dropped mm -hmm. and it's an R and B song but I got a rap verse on it because mm -hmm. it just felt like it felt hip hop to me I felt like when I tell people to send me R and B beats they send me like like Rod Wave beats like you get me like that trap like that trap R and B beat is like one I don't want to rap on this and I don't want to sing on this I feel that I feel that so that means are you are you trying to escape that sound then in total? Like, do you not? Because you say you're, um, you like traditional R and B more. So, do you not want that hip hop influence in your music? No, nah, 100% want it. Oh, okay. But I, I just like, I grew up on traditional R and B. But now nah, I'm always open to like expanding and just like trying new sounds. Mm -hmm. You said you grew up on traditional. So, who are your influences growing up? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Brandy, Monica, India, Ari, Lauren Hill. Um, Brian McKnight. Mm -hmm. okay. Damn. Um, I wasn't expecting that one. Erica, Erica Badu. Um, who else my mom was listening to? That's what I was going to say. I was thinking about who my mom was listening to. I was thinking like, the crib, listening to all this. <laughs> yeah, man, I love, I love Indiari. Brian McKnight's one of my favorites. Like, he is an amazing, like, I'd even be listening to his regular albums. Like, he has, like, his live albums mm -hmm. on Apple Music. Them sh he, his voice is insane. And he'd be playing piano just by himself. Like, that's just amazing to me. I always said I need back at one in my wedding. I really yeah, do. Yeah, that, that's that just fire. I need man. that joint played in my wedding. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel you 100%. So I wanted to ask, um, so you've been you've been in the game since 2020. Yes. Um, I'm just, so you finally dropped the, the tape in 2022. What made you want to wait two years to, to finally do that? Um, the tape's been done for a year, honestly. Like, there's like, been, like, tweaks, like, that I added, like, whether it was, like, post-production and then, like, me changing out, like, song, like, probably, like, one song I changed out and added another one to it but I just didn't want to come in with like 
like when I first came out, I was like, yo, like I want to drop singles. I want people to get familiar with me. Mm -hmm. I'm still developing as an artist. I'm still finding my sound. I don't want to put out a project, and then people are like, this shit don't even make sense. Like it's a body of work, but it's just not good. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to continue to drop singles, develop the hype, get my name out there. And then when I felt like I was ready as an artist, I wanted to drop an EP. To me, I still don't feel like I'm that developed to drop an, a body, like an album, like a 16 track or a 15 track. I want to continue dropping songs and dropping an EP. Maybe next year or two years from now, drop like my first album. But I, I'm not in a rush for anything. Like mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just trying to express myself, put out music, and be as creative as I want to. Mm, okay, so are you trying to go down that route where, because um, I know new artists do that, where they just drop EPs or maybe just a few singles, and hopefully uh, the right situation falls in their lap, and then when that situation does happen, that's when they drop the debut project. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like create that buzz, make some noise, mm -hmm. and then when you actually when I have a solid, like I have a buzz. great, like I love my fan base. My fan base is extremely solid. Like even it's outside of Rhode Island, my fan base. But when outside of like New England and like the East Coast area knows who I am, it makes sense for me to drop an album where more people can listen to it, where I can actually go on like more than like a two city tour mm, okay mm -hmm. like i feel like right now like where i am in, in my career i could probably hit rhode island maine and maybe new york but i want to be at the point in my career where i can hit other states where they know or listen to my music like i don't know anybody in arkansas that's listening to hennessy so mm -hmm. i want to continue to like just build my name up and people know who i am and then when all that is said and done, then you drop the debut. That makes yeah. sense. That's smart. Yeah. That's actually yeah, I smart. I don't want to rush it. There's no point in rushing it. I feel that. I feel that 100%. That's dope. Um, so what I was going to ask was... Sorry. Uh, just to go down the project, um, it's a total uh, 17 songs. minutes long. Six, yeah, six minutes songs. long, right? One feature on the tape, which I fuck with. Uh, I was familiar with Storm Ford because uh, I didn't know that she was from Providence, actually. She's from but, Providence. Um, an artist that we had here not too long ago, she goes by C.D. Rose. Um, okay. She's done some She's fire, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's done some work with Storm Ford, too. So that's actually when I got to be put on in Storm Ford. But I didn't know she was from um, Providence. So that's a nice fun fact. Um... So when it comes to you creating this project, uh, what was the thought that went into it? Um, the thought, I was just expressing myself. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, like, these songs are about someone from, like, two years ago, like, 2019. Um, I knew I wanted to, um, I knew I, want, I wanted the project to be short, so, like, six songs. At first, I didn't know I wanted to have a feature on it. I know I wanted to just be single, but, like, Storm is just amazing, and that and we, I was in Atlanta with her, and I was like, yeah, this song is definitely coming, is gonna be on the project. But it was really just me, um, like letting go of those feelings that I was like holding in about the person, and and, and just expressing it on on a record. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it starts from because I feel like you're telling the story. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's a timeline. If you listen to the project like full like fully, like it starts with like slime, like I can't call you gang, or slime, and then the ending is like was this off or nothing? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely you gotta listen to the project. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. I listened to it. I ran it back. Even though I won't lie, first track I was stuck on it a couple times. You know I had to replay <laughs> that joint because uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of like intros. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. If intros are playing in front of me, and I give you three tracks, you feel me? If the first three tracks ain't hitting, 
then the rest of the project i'm like ah i gotta come back to it or i might just not hit it all right away but how you start a project is off is like very strong to me you feel me so the fact that we open it up on an r&b record and then you're using um verbiage like yo i can't call you gang or slime first of all i'm like i shorty's from you know shorty's from you know around the way she taught how i talk so i'm like it's a different type of energy that so it was very relatable you feel me so that's why i was able to um grasp onto it from there but as i get deeper into the record um it shows like what you were saying a timeline of maybe whatever situation you were going through um you're you're finding out that yo this this ain't it um maybe going through some heartbreak even though yeah i didn't hear much accountability in on the on the project though what do you mean (laughs) all for for nothing the second verse talking about maybe i just fuck shit up mm-hmm. nah. so that was my con- that was my con- nah, i feel <laughs> you because once i got to she can't i was like oh she hating <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my it's my dirty max song you feel it's me my dirty max song. i'm like oh, there's always those records where we're just like i um the, the heartbreak tape because I, I love mm-hmm. the heartbreak tape because you pick no not like the heartbreak the situation whatever you want to call it because you can pick out elements and then yeah. relate it to like your your real life so when i got to the she can't record i'm like yeah I'm dirty macking on the song I remember going through that phase too <laughs> <laughs> like just being on the phone like yo <laughs> and you just oh. gotta hear all that oh. shit on the phone and I'm just like dog why you hating not you <laughs> not not you but I'm just like dog why you hating on the other side you feel me but now that I learned that you're 25 everything makes sense cause I'm 26 yeah. so I'm like everything is like relatable cause we're all going through this shit like together you feel me which is why I think, um, in terms of your fan base, I don't know uh, too much about your fan base, but I feel like it's with you, it's gonna be super easy to grow like a large fan base with the type of music that you're creating. You feel me? Because if I'm just going through this shit and I'm like, wow, this is really sure, relatable, yeah. and I don't even know shit about you, just to keep it a buck with you, I don't. Uh, like this and the music is everything that I'm learning about you as an artist, but. Um, when I'm listening to it, I'm just like, oh, nah, this is some relatable shit. I remember listening to this music, had to think about my past situations. I'm like, damn, that's how that maybe that's how it came off. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but uh, I think that it's dope because um, a lot of people are able to relate and connect to it. So it's gonna be easy to grow an audience like that. And a fan in Arkansas, I don't. I don't think that's gonna be tough. At all. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be tough. Maybe I do have fans in Arkansas. I don't really look at my Spotify like my my manager does. But mm-hmm. nah, I feel you. I kind of I kind of wanted to learn a little bit about your process in creating this tape because I know you said it took you a year. So obviously, it's completely different from how you create singles. But how did you go about creating this tape? Working with a producer, just creating the getting the content together. Oh, you just not, walk us through that. It, it didn't take me a whole a full year, but like I sat on it for like a year. Mm. Um, the producer, so like we have an in-house producer, Pluto Brazy. Um, he's mm. produced for like Raw Wave, mm. Lil Durk, Tusi. Yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So he's in-house. He produced all for nothing. Um, then I worked with. Is he Providence too? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he's from Providence. Yep. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to mention him. Pluto yeah. Bray. How can I forget him? I has got, yeah. got some heads, bro. I'm sleeping. Um, I worked with um, on She Can't. It's um, Six Sense and Business Boy and Friday. Um, 
Friday with two eyes? Yeah, Friday with two eyes. No, hold on. The sample you hear, the da, 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 mm-hmm. that's Friday. We just um sped it up and like put it put it in. Friday's going crazy. Right nah, Friday's yeah. Friday's phenomenal. He's like yeah, he's Haitian too. Like um I, I think y'all Haitian, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's Haitian. He he's he's fire. Um so I was in a session, I was in LA with Business Boy and Six Sense and um what I like like how I like to work sometimes like most most of the time is I like production sessions and I like recording sessions. Okay. Like I feel like if we're working on a beat, I don't want to sit there and like write it. I want to focus on like I can tell you like all right like now like these drums and mm, these hi-hats like whatever. But they're phenomenal. So they they just they just did their shit and I was like, "Yo, this is hard." Made like think two beats that that day and like i left i left the studio and i took that beat from la and i recorded it in i think atlanta atlanta um slime that was in new york um nowhere was in atlanta with, with storm um and that was six cents and whistle so six cents is fire too he um produced for khalid um i think drake too um, so the product, I'm really big on production. Like, I can yeah. yeah, I'm really big on production. It don't matter. Like, you can have like two followers. I don't like none of that matters to me. Like, if you're fire, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'll I'll go through like my email. People send me beats, and like I'm really 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 picky on beats. Like I'll go through like 50 beats. And I'm like, damn, none of these like mm-hmm. none of these smack. So I'm like someone that likes to work in person. I really don't like when people send me beats. So most of my production. Um, was in person. Um, Moto is nice um, as well. He's extremely talented. He pulled up on me in New York, and a lot of it, a lot of the songs that he's on was like in person, where I was just like, all right, I'm gonna take this loop, and then you add to it. So like, yeah, it was. It took me out my comfort zone this project, cause like, um, before this project, I was so used to like working with my producer at the time, and he was an engineer as well. So he'll produce. I'll get in the booth. And it'll just be me and him in the studio. So once I got out of that environment, and I didn't know how to operate around too many people in the studio, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this shit is getting, like, my anxiety is so bad. Okay. So I'm like, this shit is getting so uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to express how I feel to people in front of, like, five people in the studio. Mm-hmm. So this project, it really pushed me as an artist. It took me out of my comfort zone. I remember, like, when I was in Atlanta, Storm was like, yo, like, you really just got to, like, know that this is your session. Like, you can't let nobody else, like control it whether it's the producer like manager like it's your session and i took that with a like i took that and now i'm getting more comfortable recording in front of like more people but i still love the feeling of like recording just like with one person in the session like my friends be trying to come to my session i'm like nah you can't like it's not fun this this is work like there's no games being played Yo, I got two, a two-part question, right? Because that man was no bullshit. Nah, cause she <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> she, <laughs> was cause she fucked me up with the with the credits that she was listing. So, um, were you involved in the creative scene before music, like, or was music your first time getting uh, into the scene? Cause you know a lot of heads. I'm just trying to see yeah. how networking is down there. Um, in Providence, um. I was, I don't want to say, like, I was, I was, like, people knew me in my city because, like, I was in, I was involved with fashion and okay. I was involved in with the community. But when it came to, like, working with these producers, they reached out to me. Like, um, let, they. Let, let, let that breathe? Hey. <laughs> hey, you want to be hanging? Yeah, like, you want to be hanging? 
yeah, all my favorite. Like they, like they want to work with me. Like like other than like people that are added on to like the production. Like obviously like a Friday, he didn't know who I was. Like we had to hit him up mm-hmm. and like ask like for like you know when you like clear songs and shit mm-hmm. like that. But a lot of the producers I worked with, like it wasn't like it wasn't really like networking. They already knew who I was. But, and, but that's how I'm curious because this is your first body of yeah. work. And I they, mean, like, came what, out with a few singles. Yeah, like, like, like how did they get to know you? You feel social me? media, I guess. Like okay. Instagram, they heard my music and they were like, oh, like your talent. You're like I fuck with you heavy. Like I remember, like like till this day, like um, six um, damn, fuck, <laughs> I forgot his name. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to that. But yeah, um, it was basically like. I guess they had me already on social media, and they would listen to the songs, and they just like they fucked with it. Hey man, that's a different level of promo. I don't know, cause I'm like, I'm trying to, cause I'm obviously so part of the mission out here is we're trying to expand um, what we got going on out here. Yeah. But I'm always I, just fascinated to learn how artists do it for themselves. You I know never. I mean? The thing about me is I never thought local. Like I really, I never thought just like I never thought about being the hottest in my city. Like I always thought, like the the type of art that I could produce, it's worthy of being heard outside of New England, mm-hmm. like outside of just the East Coast. So I feel like when it came to like networking, I always when whenever I left out of state, I would put my like D Gomes, like that's my brother. Like he'll make sure he'll put me in in rooms where it's like. I'm meeting someone for the first time and they already know who I am. They're like, yo, like I heard, I heard yeah. your music, like your fire, like, yeah, like let's work. That's fine. Yeah, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, yeah, facts. That's fine, that's fine, crazy, crazy. <clears throat> so these producers, are are these gonna be long lasting relationships for you or do you wanna continue to just find new, produ- new producers to create no, new music with and whatnot? Cause it seems like you just want to, you know, keep getting your name out there and just keep working with multiple people, just so you, you know, build a brand and everything. So. No, I already got my brand. My brand is straight. Oh, yeah, shit, and my brand, my brand is, my brand is amazing. But I, I do love to build with people, and I do like to work with talented people. Like I said before, like it doesn't matter how um, high of a status you are in like your career. Like if you're just starting, and I think you're amazing, I want to work with you. Mm. Like I'm all about making the best product, not about like. Um, reaching like the like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I like working with talent. Basically, mm-hmm. like that's 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 how you make a great a great song. For real, for real. I love that party shout out you got too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that shit was major. I was about to say, free that nigga from the dungeon, please. <laughs> I heard that new track that Sweat Old Friends. Bro. That shit's a vibe. Nah, that's a yeah, joint. he's that's yeah, a that song was good. Like, take that nigga out the OVO dungeon, please. <laughs> Alright, so can I ask about your, the actual content of your music? Yeah, for right? sure. Right, because I'm like, I like talking about this shit with people who may get it, you feel me? So I was listening to Nowhere, and um, once again, relatable music, because uh, she was pretty much, not pretty much, but what I was able to pick from it, like, yo, dog, being nonchalant is not the wave, you feel me? <laughs> that is not the wave at all. And I'm a nonchalant person, you feel me? And in all of my relationships, oh, yeah. in all of my relationships, <laughs> that has been a major problem in all of my relationships. You feel me? Um, but and I was just eager to pick your brain about that whole concept, just because um, nowhere is beautiful. You and Storm are both able to share your perspective on that. But um, why is being nonchalant, in your opinion, such a problem when dealing with a relationship? 
Because I want you to express your feelings to me. I feel like when someone's nonchalant, it's like them being like laid back and they're not really telling you how, how they feel or they, or it feels like they don't care. Mm. So I feel like it's never it's never good to be nonchalant in a situation, especially when it's with somebody you love. Mm-hmm. And I feel that. I get that. But the devil's advocate coming. You know, <laughs> the devil's advocate. Well, nah, because I can't even say that because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not like that. No, no, no. I'm not like that all the time. You feel me? Like, I pick and choose. I won't lie. I pick and choose when I choose to be nonchalant. But you know what you're doing when you do it. Because when I'm Dog, what I'm choosing to be nonchalant is me choosing peace. That's me choosing peace at the end of the day. Because I don't like turning shit up if we don't have to go that route. You feel me? Um, but in terms of like being expressive, I feel like I'm very expressive. Uh, I don't mean to turn this into a mini therapy session. Let me get past this. You know? <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm not trying. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to not be expressive. Yeah. But I feel like it just gets to a point where... Um, just constantly repeating yourself. Okay, you feel yeah, me? I understand. And there's only so much of you doing that until you just break and you just start. It turns into resentment. You feel okay, me? no, 100%. I choose to be I nonchalant agree. because I'm like, dog. If I don't, one of us gotta be the the level neutral factor. Yeah, level headed and even that could be a little arrogant because that means I'm saying that shorty's going off the top. But not even with that. But mostly what I'm trying to say is, is like, dog. If I don't approach it this way then we'll just constantly be turning shit up. And I don't like that. I don't like okay, that shit yeah. at all. You feel me? No, I, feel you. I like peace in my home. Yeah, I like no, going 100%. to bed and not waking up arguing or continuing the argument the next day. So sometimes me being nonchalant is just my subtle way of trying to dead the situation. Okay. Like, all right. I respect that. Cool. Sometimes I'll just fucking, if there's problems going on and they try to like nitpick at what the problem is, I'll just try to be like, nah, everything's straight. Cool. Don't even worry about it. And then I learned later that that's an issue. And I'm like, dog, I don't know. You can't win. But I heard that. And like <laughs> when she said, yo, like, we ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Shadow Storm. Triggered. <laughs> single. Triggered. <laughs> single for a reason. But I'm just like, damn. So I felt that. That's like one of my favorite joints on the project. Literally for that reason. Because literally every joint I've been with commented on my nonchalance being a problem. What's and your favorite I, joint? And on? I try fixing it, but mm. yeah, shout out Stone. What's your favorite joint on there? It always switches, honestly. Um, like at first, it was slime because that was supposed to be an interlude. Like it felt like an interlude, like the middle of the project. But once I like put together the project, I'm like, that makes no sense if it's in the middle. Mm. Um, I think right now it's nowhere as well. I think because I've been like promoting that heavy like on I'm trying to like tap into like my TikTok bag mm-hmm. so I've been like promoting that heavy and I've been seeing like ever since I've been posting it on TikTok like it's been like playlisted like three times so far um, and it's just so it just it just feels so calm to me as well like in the hook there's so many layers to it so it feels loud um, switching places is my shit though I love switching places and then she can't it's just my Dirty Mac song <laughs> Actually, she can't. She can't. She can't. Maybe be my shit. Actually, uh, so actually, yeah, she can't. Sounded like Duffy, right? <laughs> she, got her, she got her bag, right? I don't think, but it's like when I listen to the project, I'm like, yo, like it switches, like when I listen to one song. But yeah, yeah, she can't. Nah, she can't you. <laughs> what? Your new girl got me in her library. Can't compete, bro. <laughs> how's uh, I feel that. How's the reactions been from the fans and, and the, just the uh, yeah treatment from the fans? 
it's been amazing. Up. Like it's been it's been overwhelming. Like obviously, that. like when you drop a project, you're kind of like shy how people are gonna like receive it and like the reception of it. But it's been it's been good. Um, I'm still like promoting. It's only like dropped in December. Dropped it last month, so it's still new. So I'm still finding ways to continue to promote it. I mm. still have music videos to drop. There's already two videos off the project. Um, off for nothing and can't let you go. So it's been it's been really good. You know, a lot of people have been reaching out. A lot of situations are like like situations as well. I've been trying to like come into play, but I'm just proud of it and I just want to continue dropping music, bro. <laughs> like continue growing and just drop more. You mentioned that you were shy. Would you say you're a shy person? Um, yeah, I'm I'm really reserved. Oh, okay. Cause I, I was about to say because earlier it seems like. I feel like you're very confident. Um, I'm extremely confident. At the same time, you feel me? Like, especially with how you were talking about your music earlier. Mm-hmm. You know? I was just like, oh, nah, she knows. Like, yeah. she knows. You feel me? So that's dope. I get it, but you're just more, like, secluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, my like my anxiety is getting way better because, like, I transitioned from, like, um, I used to, like, drink a lot, like, on tour because I thought that would help my anxiety. But in all reality, it made it worse. Mm-hmm. So I, like transition to like cbd because i know like my doctor tried to give me like anxiety pills and like i don't fuck with like that shit so like, i got transitioned to cbd and i just be like bro i just be chilling nah, i heard that shit i really just wonders. be chilling bro nah. so like it helped it helped me way better than just like alcohol i actually want to talk about that yeah um, anxiety is what performance anxiety no no anxiety when, I, when i'm on stage it's a whole it feels like home like it feels like i'm supposed to be here but when i'm off stage and i gotta go interact with fans then that's when like my anxiety is bad like when i have to go network and go outside in parties my anxiety is bad like i remember like back then like people used to think i was like stuck up or whatever because like my anxiety was so bad i would come to a function and I would just sit down in the corner, bro. Like it was just, it just felt so overwhelming to me. And now I'm like, I'm trying to break out of it because, like, as an artist, like I have to network, mm-hmm. especially like in like, like the Boston scene. Like I, it like it's Boston and Rhode Island is like right there, but it feels so far away when it comes to like the music scene. Like people don't really know what's going on in Rhode Island, so I'm trying to tap in more to like Mass. So when I'm in Mass, I don't really know nobody. I don't feel like home. It's not like the block or it's mm-hmm. like crib where it's like i know everybody in this party so it's like i'm trying to force myself but then i know my limits where i know it's like all right like i'm just drained now like i try to say hi to everybody but it's it's getting better like my anxiety used to be so bad but i feel it i feel it getting feeling way getting way better i feel that now i feel especially in your situation because like you said you have people coming up to you um all the damn see fuck (laughs) <laughs> now I'm thinking about how I introduce myself to her that I, I listen to the event. Because um, I get people coming up to you. You're not familiar with the scene, but everybody knows, like, yeah. a, about but, you. But so I don't so. mind. I don't mind that. That's the thing. Like, me, I always have, like, a straight face. But as soon as someone approaches me, like, it just turns to all smiles. Like, mm-hmm. I just be happy. Mm-hmm. But I, but when people, like, pull up on me from the back or something, like, tapping me, oh, I be no, just like, sure. oh, shit. But it's just... It's just being around too many people where I feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm a naturally reserved person, like, to myself. I don't go to the club. Like, I go to strip club, but I don't, I don't go to the club. <laughs> I don't go to the club. Like, 
if I'm outside, it's like Crib. I don't know if y'all familiar with Crib. It's in Rhode Island. Stay silent. Um, Jay. Oh, I thought you were just trying to say oh, No, something. I thought you were just, oh, just, no. just saying some shit. Oh, no, no, no. So, so, crib, so crib, is like a, crib is like a venue in... With a B, right? Huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. C-R-B. Well, the whole time C-R-I-B. I, I, I heard it with a P at the end. So crib? I, I was oh. trying to mind my business. You feel me? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I would, I would never come onto a podcast being gang affiliated like that, bro. No. Uh, hell no. It's like Crib has been starting. No, 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 but crib, crib is like, um, for say, like, it's considered like a club, but it don't feel like a club in Providence, like, it's very intimate, one, they, they're against hookah, so there's no hookah, there's no in couches, Providence? no, crib, like, that venue, oh, okay, yeah, I that venue. Say, people go to Providence for the hookah, no, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, yeah, like, that's why, like, that venue, there's no couches, there's no really, like, chair seat so it just feels very intimate where we can interact with people mm. like that's if i'm outside that's where i'm at but other than that like i'm at home and i don't really go out like that so like when i finally go out i just be like damn like this shit just feels like a lot right now i hear you i feel that so makes you like sense. you like the low-key settings yeah. pretty chill maybe not too many people hopefully you know a good majority of the people and it's just yeah. vibes i get that i'm like that too i'm actually i'm actually exactly like that like even me myself, I'm trying to um, get myself more out there. After exactly, as a creative, thing. you have to. Like, it's like it forces us to do it. Damn. Facts. Like, I remember I went to I went to my dog's listening event a few weeks ago, and like I know creatives in the scene. I step out from time to time, but it's it's like very rare <clears throat> where I'm in a room and they're all there. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like my social battery runs out after some point does, but I'm just yeah. like damn this event goes on for another three hours <laughs> <laughs> you know my, my thing is I be trying to come late to events I feel that so that's it's way easier because it's like alright so I'm here I can stay for like an hour everybody's already here then like the main event like we're like we're watching whatever we're here for mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel you on that. Nah, I feel that 100%. So, especially the fact that you're out here so much, you probably got to do that a lot. Yeah. Trying to get to know the people out here. Yeah. So, I feel that. I feel that. So, I applaud you. get off your show, though. Yeah, I applaud you for that. That shit's yeah, not... Sure. This just no joke. It's hard. <laughs> nah, nah, I get it. I get it. Gang. Like, shit. I know people coming up to me trying to talk about the show, and I'm just like, fuck. Because <laughs> I appreciate it, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm just trying to vibe right yeah, now. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, and you say you don't do clubs, you do strip clubs? <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's fun. I, I haven't yeah. been to any strip clubs in um, Providence, so I don't know the vibes. I try not it's to. Right. Yeah, I try not to go to clubs down there because there'd, there'd be mad under 21 joints out there. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Our shit's like 18 plus. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Crib, crib is 21 plus that's lit that's why that's yeah. lit I gotta find myself more out there yeah. like people were going to Providence a lot in college like niggas were taking bus trips out to Providence and I was party like, buses oh, damn. Yeah. and I was yeah. like yo is it really that deep like, it's a bunch yeah. of 18 plus niggas I don't know what to tell you uh, are, are you guys familiar with Daytro <laughs> yeah yeah so, so uh, yeah. Billinoff is a uh, part of that it's my yeah, dog so, so um, the people that do Daytro own crib like they, they run their parties out of there okay. um, Jay and, and Sabrina that's fine that's fire. I want to tap in more to the to other parts in New England. For sure. Because I said one of my major goals 2023 is to expand outside of Massachusetts and not just shine a light on the mass artists, but try to shine a light on everybody in the I New England that. area. I respect, no bullshit, I respect that, bro. Like, Which is why, like, yeah, like I said, a first Rhode Island yeah. artists. A lot of mass people, I think they're just stuck in their ways with Massachusetts that they don't really know what's going on outside of mass, like even Rhode Island. And they just don't fuck with us like that. They just be like, eh, it's Rhode Island. 
I don't even think it's that. I just think people just aren't hip. Yeah. I just think yeah, people aren't hip. Like, if you show them something dope, they're going to be like, oh, okay, like, that's fire. Like, Massachusetts just has a problem because, like... They support... Would, they support each other though that's the thing nah they really really y'all don't feel like that it's, I feel like I would say more recently it's starting to become like that but well Boston Boston now. supports I, Boston yeah. It, it, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that. Cause I, I mean, because I feel like we're biased because we're like we're from here. Like honestly, I don't know what it's like in every state. So yeah, every yeah. state might be like this. But um, I just feel like in terms of Massachusetts, not just Boston, but you just find everybody making music. Mm-hmm. Or like you find a homie, and everybody has a friend that makes music. Huh. Let's just call it like that. So until something really serious happens or until you put something fire in front of their face a lot of people aren't gonna take take it seriously just because they're so used to just hearing shit from everybody you feel me and and it doesn't get acknowledged until that one person pops but but that's the thing i don't i don't want people to support me until they see a cosign or until they see i'm like big i feel i want them to see the vision when i'm still like ground on the ground still working towards it yeah, I feel that. Yeah, we, we hear that, but you got the content, you got the the music to actual. When you're out here to, and you're you're sharing that music, you have the music to make people listen. Yeah, for sure. What he's saying is, we have people out here that aren't at that level yet. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Don't care to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> right. And then like, we got people that are on that level, but kind of stay to themselves, and you know, what I mean, don't don't network, don't don't do features and things like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like. It needs to be more networking. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Like, great example. Since we started doing the podcast, we hit five years in next week, right? We hit five years. And since doing this, I've um, joined a community of people who support the vision, who um, I call gang and shit like that. But everyone I know in the creative scene... None of them are uh, close friends that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah, that yeah. shit is mm-hmm. separate. You okay, feel me? Yeah, I like when, even when I when I when I'm coming to my gang f- people back home, <clears throat> I'm talking to uh, just regular friends or family. My creative side of me is yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they yeah. just they don't they're not tapped in. Okay, and I'm not yeah. gonna force them to tap into that shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it just is what it is out here. You know what I mean? So that's that's just what I see from my eyes. You can't force people to be interested in what they're not. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But as soon as yeah. you step it's into okay, the community, yeah. that's when you see yeah, yeah Boston supports Boston because legit people we built a community like yeah, facts, yeah. But I can't say it's like that for the entire state. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And which is why I also say, hey, maybe every state's like that. I know mm-hmm. we shit on Massachusetts a lot by saying that, but honestly, that just might be biased. Every state may be like that. You just gotta work. You feel me? That's why I think it's dope. The fact that you're from Rhode Island. And you were able to reach like me at least. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're making noise everywhere. We need some else. more. We great. need some more Boston Providence collabs. Put each other on. Sure. Fire. Yeah, it'd be dope. That'd be fire. But like, that's why I think it's dope because when you have people who are able to support you and do the work, i.e., the gang was who put me on to you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And you being all the way from Rhode Island, when you're able to break past that fucking local barrier, even though you were never thinking small, I think that's dope. Thank you. You feel me? I think that's dope. <clears throat> Uh, let's see other questions that I did have for you. <clears throat> I think I was <laughs> R&B. I'm in my duffel. Anytime I was, in my, <laughs> so I was just, I was literally just writing real life, situ- real life situations. All right, double standards. <laughs> How do you feel about those? In in what context? <laughs> you can get away with everything. 
women get away with everything? No, that's what you said in the record. Oh. That's what you were telling a homie. Like men oh. do get a, get a, get away with 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 a lot more than women do in in relationships. I feel like a lot of a lot of women are are good with giving men second chances. Like let's say a man cheats. I feel like men they're very. I, I, the thing about men, I, I I like how stern they are. Like if a if a shorty cheats, I don't think a man is gonna give them another chance. I like how open how men have their options open when they're single as well. So I feel like it is it's not really a double standard, but men do get away with a lot of things. I think because they think it's they, a mindset thing. Yeah, it's a mindset thing whereas like women like we we think with our our emotions mm -hmm. like in our heart. I feel like men think more more logically when it comes to relationships than women do. I wouldn't say when it comes to like relationships they're more smarter no they're uh, but they do think more more logically when it comes to things like that so you don't really because you say how you understand how all that like shit happens so you yeah. don't really have an issue with double standards though. no i don't have an issue with double, double standards oh you're the first yeah you may be the first person i'm shocked you said that See, it's fucked up, but I'm gonna dap you up for that. That's respect. Because I was thinking about that, and uh, like I said, very related. See, okay, we could be friends. <laughs> See, like I'm, I'm trying to think about you, know, and I'm like, wait, no, I do have friends who are like you, so I can't even front by mm -hmm. saying that. You feel me? Um, all right, cool. That's dope. That's dope. Um, so I know your opinion on that. I know your opinion on being nonchalant. Um, fuck. So how can ever anyone even really have problems with you? I don't think she's very unproblematic. I don't think there's people that have problems with me. Okay, bet that's beautiful. If that's they beautiful. do, I don't know. <laughs> it's one, it's one-sided. It's really one-sided. Bet not really how it is at this point. <laughs> if you got problems with art, with people at our age, then you got some issues. <laughs> I feel that. I feel mm -hmm. that. I feel that. I uh, can't let you go. I think that was the. I think that was the track that got a lot of people paying attention if they weren't already paying attention. Yeah. That track. Um, can you talk about what went into that track when you were creating it? Can't Let You Go. I was in New York and it was just me really in my feelings. It was really, 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 really me and my feelings. And it came, it came smooth, that track. Um, I knew it was going to be on the project just the way it just felt in the studio when we was listening to it. We're all just like, damn, this is some, this is some real shit. So that that came, that came, that came smooth. <laughs> it came really good. Yeah. Yeah. One session. One session with that song. One session. So you just create the music fast, but then you just sit on it for a while. Yeah, I sit on my, I sit on a lot of music. Put I mean, I, I, project. You said it came out like a year. Well, you were done with it a year before it actually came out. Yeah. So besides. Um, like post production right and stuff like oh, that. Okay, yeah. so that's what takes time. Post production. Um, I'm really big on marketing. Um, I don't just want to drop a song and nobody hears it, or just it stays local. Mm -hmm. Like I like to think of um, like a six month marketing plan mm -hmm. when it comes to the music. So whenever I drop a song, whether it's a single like. Can't Let You Go was the single off the project. There has to be a visualizer for it. Um, there has to be content days, like pictures leading up to it. There has to be like interviews going for for the single, just stuff like that. Like I don't ever just want to drop music just to drop music unless it's on SoundCloud, like a Lucy. Other than that, I feel like the music that I'm, I'm trying to share to the world, I feel like is 
it's really important. You know, a lot of people are going to relate to it. Um, a lot of people are going to be impacted impact by it. So I just I just want to put it out the right way. I never want to put something out fast where it's like hyped for a couple of days. People are like sharing it on Instagram, Twitter, and then like a month from from the drop, like nobody's talking about it. So I feel like when it comes to like who I am, like my brand, I'm really big on marketing. I'm really big on rollouts. I'm really big on just showing people a product and knowing that it's just not gonna just go away and no one's gonna talk about it a month from now, two months from now. Like, <clears throat> How do you deal with people in your ear though? Cause I know you'll have people that have listened to some unreleased music and telling you to drop that shit. Yeah. Like drop the shit immediately. How, how do you handle that? Um, that's a good question. Um, how do I handle that? Uh, I feel like my team, um, they they really respect my opinion. And the thing about it is, like, um, I'm around a lot of men on my team. I feel like I, there's like three, two or three women on on my team. But um, basically, they understand the vision as well. They understand like, don't put something out if there's no plan behind it. Like, no marketing, nothing behind it because that. Cause they they know the music is is going is really good and it's going to reach the people that it needs to reach, whether it's like a high schooler that DMs me saying yo like I'm going through something and this song means so much to me right now like it's really impactful like those are the moments I want like getting playlisted editorial playlists that really doesn't mean that much to me like a cosign is cool but it's not the pinnacle of my career. Like, me going on stage and seeing people singing my lyrics, that's what means a lot to me. Me going on Instagram and going into, like, my DMs and someone saying, yo, like, this song is really hitting me right now. Like, I really needed that. That, to me, is, like, what success is. Like, what I, what I want my success to be, you know? Like, there could be, like, accolades are cool to me and they are important for growth in your career, but just, like, fans and people actually interpreting the music and relating to it and just like connecting with it is what's important to me and I feel like my my team understands that as well so like and half of the time it's me telling them like yo I want to drop this song already like even though I'm sitting on it it's like yo we got it and they're like yo just like wait until we have the right rollout for it and and wait to like you know okay. when where we have a vi when the music video's done that's just all that so like my team i love them so much and and they respect my vision as well so it's never just like it, it's usually me like when it came to the project like it wasn't supposed to drop in december it was supposed to drop probably a couple of months earlier than that and we were just sitting on like do we want to do distro do we want to do this like and they were just like yo just chill just like wait like you have everything already together and mm. we put it out in december and to me it was a perfect time you know they say not to put music out in december because the industry's closed yep. but i was just like fuck it <laughs> like <laughs> fuck it now i feel that because it's in because people aren't dropping i was yeah. gonna say but they're no not really dropping at that yeah, time of the exactly. year so. so you just got an open lane yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're looking for new music you got some joints right here that you can listen to i feel you that's dope um I fuck with your mindset. So when it comes to strategizing, did you have to learn a good chunk of that on your own, and did you have your team really there to help you uh, from the jump? I had my team, yeah, like especially D Gomes. Like he's he's a part of my management team. That's my brother. Like um, I brought him in for like management at first. 
um, I mean, after, because at first he was just like, yo, like, mm, I don't want to be too much into your career. I just want to, like, help as a friend, like, as a brother, because I love you. Like, whatever advice you need, like, I'm going to give it to you. Like, he always told me from the beginning, like, when I first dropped 1-800-SLIDE, um, he was just like, yo, make sure you have a plan. Like, you can't, you can't just drop music, because a lot of artists, they get stuck locally, and they don't grow and develop because they're just dropping music just to drop music mm. if you think a song is important if you think it needs to be heard outside of like your city like have a plan for it like put money behind it like 1-800-SLIDE like I'm a full-time artist now but back when I dropped 1-800-SLIDE I was working like at the hospital and I had like I took out of my savings account for 1-800-SLIDE I get lonely double back like that was all my like all my bread that I put into like marketing whether it was like ads on YouTube whether it was just like a music video um double back was probably like five hundred dollars for to get the videographer to do it like that was my bread so I just wanted and I wanted everything to be perfect I think that's that's one thing about me like I didn't want to half-ass something if I was coming if I was fully doing music like full-time and I wanted it to like be I, w I wanted to how can I say this? When I dropped music, I wanted to be as good as the artists I was listening to. Like, the people that were working to, like, be, like, like you have, like, Summer Walker, like, Kehlani, like, shit like that. I was just like, yeah, I was, I was basically looking at how they were dropping music and how, like, they rolled out things. And it was just like, yo, like, they're doing things, like, on point, bro. Like, I really, I see myself, I know I'm capable of being at their level so i'm gonna do everything i can to like push the music where it's it's there that's fire yo Perfectionist that's fire. Mindset. and what i love the most is that you have a it sounds like you have a solid support system behind you yeah I and do. that is fire and i feel like that is gonna help you go far 100%, you feel me 100%. like that's that's dope that's no dope. i and team bro like nah i'm him i'm here but it's just I don't know, it's just the artists that I've interacted with. It's just a lot of solo work, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. A lot of independent from the ground up. Um, they're kind of learning everything in real time on their own. And I just, they got to go through their mistakes on their own. But um, it's dope that you got like a team that can at least, if they see a mistake coming, they can at least give you that cushion before yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you do anything crazy. You feel me? So I think that's dope. That's fire. Thank you. Um, one thing I wanted to ask also, since you mentioned it, um, you talked about how you came out and people were reciting your lyrics back to you. Yeah. I think that's hard. Uh, it's a two-part question. Um, have you been performing for long? Like, like how many shows have you done so far, would you say? Damn. So you've been doing a couple shows. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn. I don't know how many I've done. It has to be more than 20. Hey. Okay. It has to be more than 20. I know um, the first time I, I stepped on, like, a, a big-ass stage was... 2021 i went on tour with a boogie and that was like a college tour and that was my first time like performing in front of like thousands of people and like when i got off stage people were like yo like how long have you been performing for like and i'm like to be honest this is my first time this is my first time like performing i think that was like like five thousand people 5,000 people it was Amherst. I was like my first time like on a big stage. Song yeah. yeah. And at first like I'm developed like thing about me is like when it comes to like performing I feel like that's the 
as an R&B artist, that's like one of the most important parts of, of of your artistry that you have to be good at. Because when it comes to when it comes to like rapping, when you're on stage, people people want to be entertained as i noticed because i'm opening up for rappers mm-hmm. they want to be entertained but with like singing like they're focused on like your vocals like if you go on like twitter TikTok, and you see a r&b artist probably have an off day people want to come at them like yo they can't sing live it's just like yo like why are we so hard on r&b when it's like rappers we're not we're not that hard on them so i feel like when i was when i first came out on stage performing in the beginning of my career i was trying to like rap like i was trying to sing like a rapper like moving around on stage but people loved my voice so much that they were able to connect with me and like fuck with me but now where i'm at in my career as a performer i want to be more still mm. like, i don't want to i don't want to entertain y'all like that until like <laughs> like i want to entertain y'all like that until like i have like a set design for like my stage mm. or just like bringing out my band where it's just like so much things are going on behind me Whereas that like, you could just focus on me and just like me singing as me having to move around on stage and just do all that. But I'm definitely growing as a performer. Like I'm really hard on myself as well. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing. Like every time I get off stage, I'm like, damn, that's not my best performance. Like I gotta do better. Like I gotta, I like ask my team like, yo, like, do you think it was good? What can I do better? What did I do wrong? Just so like I can go into like the next day if it's a back-to-back show or like the next week, next month, whatever, with that mindset knowing, okay, like I did this bad or like I did this good, let me continue, just et cetera. But I feel like when I first went on stage, it was it was cool, it felt like I was supposed to be there, but it wasn't my best. Like I was holding the mic like this, as mm-hmm. to like the sound guys would be like, yo, it sounds muffled, like bring it down. So now I don't hold, like I'm better at what I do, but there's still improvement to grow. I'm, I'm, I'm not the best performer that I know I can be here. Do you use backing tracks? Yeah. Yeah. And some, some, on some songs, like mm-hmm. off of nothing, there's no backing track on the second hook. Well, I mean, when you uh, live, live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no backing track on the second hook. Um, I feel like now when we when we're going into R and B shows, there's no back end check because we're gonna have the band. The only the only reason why we have a back end check is because there's no band. So we want we want well we add like live instruments into the back end check so it sounds like live okay. in a sense. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Use presets too or that's all you? That's all me and Talking yeah. shit. <laughs> Facts. And I remember hearing um one of the shows and I heard your vocals and I was like, Oh shit, that's live. That's fine. Yeah, that was off, that's that's all for nothing. I think it was yeah, I think I posted off and yeah, on my yeah. on my Instagram off for nothing. There's no we but at first when I when I was rehearsing that song, that was one of my most difficult songs to perform. And now it's at the point where I don't really need the back and truck for the second like the second verse. I could, could sing that fully. That's fine. That's yeah. fire. That's hey. my favorite song. Thank you. Nah, facts. Uh, this was a really dope talk. Um, honestly, I just can't wait to see everything else that you got uh, within the next steps of your career. Um, Real quick, yeah. do you have any shows coming up? Um, do I have any shows coming up? I got Killer Roy and, and URI and Maine. And then oh, I have... I can't talk about the other one in April. It's a <laughs> big show. Oh, say like that. that. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tour I'm going on with, like, yeah. Some, some names, some Sorry. names. I say okay. that. That's okay. what's up. Okay. That's fire. That's dope. That's okay. fire. I can't wait. Uh, like I said, anytime anybody steps in this room, 
Um, anytime I have the opportunity to sit down and talk with them, from that point on forward, I'm fully invested. So thank you. Um, it means a lot to me. Yeah, I appreciate you both. Product yeah. support from now on. Facts. <laughs> so like with that being said, anything you got coming out, like if you need people to spread it, just send the info to us. And thank we'll do you. It means a lot to me. You feel me? New new music coming out. Send us the dates, and we'll do our parts. Like. You can literally ask anybody who ever stepped on the show. Once they were here, they had the full support of the Urban Product for the <laughs> oh, rest of their you. career. You feel me? So definitely extend that for you as well. Um, can you tell everyone where they can find you if they want to follow you? Because they want to see what's under the masks. <laughs> so can you tell them where they can follow you? Uh, all my socials are Pour Some Henny. Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, all that. Do you have to explain that a lot, your name? Um, yeah, of course. No one ever believes my government name is Hennessy. I, I honestly didn't believe it was yeah. uh, until you just confirmed that. It <laughs> actually has some meaning. Can you tell them what it like means real quick? So, um, it means the Spanish version of Genesis, which is the beginning of the Bible. So, like, my mom didn't want to... So like that? It makes, yeah. No, it makes sense, because I understand that. No, okay, I can yeah. you feel me? <laughs> my, mom, my mom didn't want to name me Genesis, and I'm glad because I love my name. My name is Fire. So, she named me, like, the Spanish version at the beginning of the Bible. You feel me? I like that. You feel me? Thank you. Black people love it already. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it just works. You feel me? With a little bit of crayon, go crazy. No, real dead. quick, real quick. Is there anything you want to tell the people that you didn't tell them? Is there anything? Um, oh, yeah. It's your second to pop your shit. Um, <laughs> keep streaming the project. Um, it's an amazing body of work. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, continue to, like, Watch out for what I have to put out. You know, there's going to be more music videos, more content, more shows. Yeah, just keep being tuned in into my music and to their podcast. Facts, Time facts. revealed, available now on all streaming platforms. Yes. And if I definitely see any shows in Massachusetts, I'll try to pop out. You know Thank you. I'll, I'll invite you. I'll send you. I'll, y'all on yeah. the list. Y'all well, on yeah, the list. I was about to say, if I can <laughs> pop out, all I have to do is know about it. Like, yeah, no. shit, what? Ever since, I haven't missed one. <laughs> Ever since, you feel me? All right, so it's dope. Let's go ahead and get into our reality checks, and then we'll sign out with some music. But um, I'm going to explain to Hennessy. She already know the vibes about what our reality checks are. Yeah. But proper tradition, we start with Rich going down to me. Rich, go ahead, start things off. Reality Let's keep check. Keep it short and sweet this week. I know we all got some demons we're fighting from. Lord knows when. <laughs> Lord knows when. We all got demons we're fighting from. Childhood, high school, middle school, Child even support. now. Feel me? So my reality check for y'all is to find someone you can confide in and vent to, whether that be a parent, a friend, a cousin, someone, a therapist even. Find someone that you can confide in and vent to and get these feelings off. Because I'm telling you, once you have those those conversations and you get that shit off your chest and you're just able to be free and vent, you will feel a lot better. You'll be able to find some closure in your life. You'll be able to move on past certain certain instances that have happened certain things that have happened so my reality check is to just if you got demons in your life or if you got any issues that you have not been able to get over talk to someone about it it's definitely going to help you that's beautiful that's, that's extremely that's beautiful. beautiful you believe in therapy i've that's why i've gone to therapy but okay. that shit has yeah. 
changed me as a person. Yeah. It changed me as a person. That's that, to be honest. That's where you see a lot of the growth. No, I'm here. Yeah, like I'm that's actually good. trying in my active life to convince people that therapy is not a scam. Like, oh I'm, no, like yeah. I got have so many so, talks with people trying so to convince the, them that shit. Not so. I'm not gonna take long on this, but for me, the first time I went to therapy, I honestly thought it was a scam because I did not relate to my therapist at all. Mm, it was yeah. an Asian woman. <laughs> I, I feel you. I had my you first therapist in so, eighth grade, and she was a white old woman. And I told my mom I'm not going back. Yeah, this is yeah. like you, so. You definitely have to find someone that understands your problems and in, in the way, maybe culture, just the way you grew up and just lifestyle and things like that. Because you could tell there was a disconnect when I was having those initial conversations with that Asian there, Asian woman therapist. It was just like. I'm venting, but you don't understand the things I'm saying, and I can tell, mm. and I can tell this is not going to be helpful for me at all. Mm. So I ended up finding a woman, an African American woman, black woman. Fire! I'm so happy. I was talking to her like she was my mom. That shit was beautiful. Yeah. Huh. That shit was beautiful. I still got her number to this day. That's right. amazing. I love yeah. that for you too. Uh, nah, but definitely go to th that. Shit helps. That shit helps. I agree. Right. 100%. All right, Hennessy, how about you? What's your first reality check? My first reality check, I've been talking about this lately with a lot of my friends, that no matter how small the win is or the accomplishment is, celebrate it. Because what you have today can be taken from you tomorrow, or you might not over, might not, what's the word for it? Might not do more than you think you can tomorrow. So whatever small win you have, make sure you celebrate it. Don't wait for a big win. Don't wait for a big accomplishment. Celebrate that shit, no matter what it is. No matter if it's not even like a cre not even if you're creative. No matter what in life, celebrate it, bro. Boy, that's beautiful. I feel that shit too. Alright, and then for my reality check, my reality check is to tell our listeners to understand when it's time to let that shit go. <laughs> you feel me? Understand when it's time to let that shit go. You feel me? I had somebody from my Christmas past creep up in my messages. You feel me? <laughs> and I was like, damn. I miss you. No. Not like that. It was a friend. It was a friend. Not like that. It was a friend. But it was like, it was a friend that I haven't spoken to over a year and some change. You feel me? And um, they try to uh, reconcile. And I had to think about that. You feel me? I took days to respond. I had to think about that. Because I'm like, yo, once I get to the spot where I'm good, I'm good. You feel me? Once yeah. I get to the spot where I was willing to let that go, because best believe in the beginning, I was fucked up. <laughs> I was fucked up in the beginning. But once I healed fast that shit, and once I let that go, I was like, all right, bro, if it ain't, you know, if it ain't gang anymore, if I can't call you slime anymore, <laughs> I accepted it and I moved on. You feel me? But then when you're trying to get back into my good graces, it's like, do I want to put myself through that again? Mm -hmm. You yeah. feel me? It's like, am I willing to go through all of those emotions again? You feel me? Yeah. So, wow. I just want to spread to people like, yo, it is very important to know when to let something go, when to let someone go. Overall, it's important to know when to just let that shit go. You feel me? You already healed through the trauma. You mm. did what you had to do, whether it's therapy, whatever coping mechanisms you have, whatever your vices, you already went through that period of time. Do you really want to put yourself back into that situation? Okay. You feel me? Are you really willing to make yourself look like a dunce a second time in a row? You feel me? Yeah. If the answer to that question is, nah, it ain't worth it, don't even put yourself through that stress. You feel me? You already found your peace and happiness. Go ahead and move on so with me. the rest of the life. You feel me? That's my reality check to the people. All right? 
Alright, that's pretty much the end of this episode. Hennessy, I'm gonna dap you up. I'ma say thank you for coming out here. <laughs> thank you, you for having me. me. Thank you. Honestly, amazing. first guest having from um Rhode Island, I'm satisfied. You feel me? I'm satisfied. Um once again, look her up on her socials, pour some Henny. She got an EP out on all streaming platforms, goes crazy. Uh, hit me up, let me know what you think about it, and I will be sure to tell you. Trust me, we only had an hour, but I was willing to do a little therapy session right here, because I'm like, yo, shorty's got me fucked up, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead, make sure y'all tap in, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube podcast, uh, social medias, at The Urban Product. Go ahead and cop yourself a hoodie at www.theurbanproduct.com. And let's see, am I leaving anything else out? Happy Black History Month, shortest month of the year, but we Beyonce just dropped her tickets for tour <laughs> so oh, yeah. fellas if you want a night out with the boys and you need an excuse <laughs> cop shorty that ticket you feel me i was thinking about copping myself a ticket but then i was like i was thinking about copping myself a ticket but then i was like damn that's how, beyonce how do i how do you sell that like uh, i'm going to be no no how do i tell my shorty like yo if you hear me like <laughs> if you hear me louder than you, don't don't take it anything crazy. You feel me? I respect it. All right, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna go ahead and close the show off uh, with another joint off of a project that you can find. Uh, this joint is actually called. Actually, no, no, no. I'm gonna let you decide, Hennessy. What what should we sign off the show with? Song off your project. The Dirty Mac in one day. Hey. You feel me? Shorty's gonna send specifically that snippet back and be like, oh, she was talking some shit on that record. <laughs> she said, are you happy yet? <laughs> uh, hey, this is She Can't by Hennessy. You've been listening to The Urban Product. It's been your boy DME. It's been your boy Cozy Rich. It's Hennessy, y'all. Y'all be easy out there. Love. you like babe i know what you're feeling what you don't i just need you for the night babe i don't really need to prove a point if we're going all the way i promise that you wanna stay cause as long as i'm known your hands all over when i get you alone i only hit you on my all time babe Find another girl, but no, she don't Do the things that I can No, she can't do it like I can She can't, she can't Do it like I can She can't, she can't She can't do it like I can Some time now It's almost like I read your mind now Ain't no need to talk about it Cause boy, you know I'm all about it Or oh, whatever you want, whatever you need Baby, that's a Scorpio and me Have you on your knees Ain't no coming up for air when it tastes like that She can't do it like I do it So you gon' come right back I only hit you on my all-time, baby you might find another girl, but no, she don't
Do the things that I can't 